in a previous installment of this podcast, we spoke about how getting a third party like PSU power supply is like an anathema to our very being. Roll forward to the 19th of February, right now. Um, you have one. Yeah. <laughs> I have one. Um, and again, as you, as you correctly say, on the advice of a Microsoft support employee. So it turns out, um, I'm sh- kind of sure this is borderline illegal, but I couldn't be bothered to bring that up. Um, it is impossible to get hold of a of a service replacement OEM power supply unit for an, for an day one Xbox One, which baffles me. I might, if you've got that screenshot that I sent, you should put it in the notes because. Oh, I will. That's a good shout. I'm actually baffled that you can't get one of those. Doesn't that seem ridiculous? Like, they're not that old. What, 2013? It was only discontinued in, like, 17? So exactly. So, that is, yeah, it's crazy to me. A product that I could have bought two years ago, less than, and it's now unserviceable, you know? Yeah. I mean, it just so happens that mine is a day one, so it is, you know, six years old, or coming up to, but still. Well, I got it at the Christmas, so... You know, it's, what, just over five years, you know. Um, it, I, I can't believe it. I sat there in disbelief. Um, and uh, this Mike, said Microsoft employee's uh, brother actually has this very same power supply. Um, and he said he'd had no issues. That was their <laughs> basis of recommendation, right? Yes, it seemed to be, on high authority. Um, it was fine. Plugged it in. Well, I got it, right? Got it from Amazon. Um uh, picked it up out the box, and I, the first thing that struck me was how light it was, which is concerning, you know? When you pick it up and it's just half, maybe 60% of the weight of the original one. Now, don't get me wrong, there is a lot of dust in that original one, but not that much. Um, so that was what concerned me at first. Plugged it in. Actually, you know what? It was fine. It worked. Uh, it was quiet. Um... Played, played some games for about two hours, maybe something like that. Um, uh, and then my sister comes into my room, and she's like, what's that noise? I'm like, what? And I'd had my... I have some gaming headphones that I use when I'm gaming. Um, and so obviously I hadn't, I hadn't heard this, because I'd obviously been using it for the last two hours, blocking out the sound, etc. So I take them off, and I'm just like, hmm, what is that? At first, I thought it was maybe, like, the disc spinning up, um, but then it continued for quite a while, and it kept Did it not immediately click that it was the moped it noise? It didn't, actually. It didn't. It really? genuinely didn't, because it didn't... It wasn't... When, I, when I've been reading this moped noise, I was expecting something actually quite a bit louder, um, to the point where you would be unable to note, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to be in the same room as this thing. That was kind of the mm-hmm. what I had in my mind, what I envisioned as the issue. Um, but then, then it did it did click pretty quickly as to what the issue was, and I was like, ah, brilliant. Um, so I, I normally I've got the there it's in this cabinet, you know, the whole Xbox and everything under obviously underneath my TV, um, which has a glass front, and I actually closed it this time. Um, just I don't know why I did because I always leave it open for heat and stuff. So I opened it thinking, okay, maybe it's just really hot. Um, yeah, that didn't fix it. 
Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Um, so now it's like it all the time. I say that it's not quite all the time. Actually, it needs to be on for about half an hour, then it will start. So it is a heat thing, but it seems like what to me personally, what it seems like, I think, is that the temperature center is just a bit wank, to be honest. Um, and it just the fan cuts in really, really loud, cuts out, cuts in, cuts out, and just just rinse and repeat. To be honest with you, I give this thing six months. Oof. <laughs> well, I mean, how much was it? Uh, nineteen pounds. Okay, I mean, you can afford to replace that every six months. Yeah, that's kind of my think, my, my thinking. I mean, I would say it's consistently quieter than the old one, because the old one was very loud. Um, but it was a consistent loudness, which I could deal with, if you know what I mean. This thing is like, it does sound like a moped, a revving moped. That's the thing. It's, it sounds like it's revving, because it starts and stops and starts and stops. That's the issue. Not how loud it is, because it's actually quieter than I thought it would be if it had gone, if it broken, if that makes sense. Um, but it isn't consistent. That's the thing, which is more annoying than just a consistent loud noise. I'd rather it be consistently loud. Well, uh, I wish you the best of luck with your non-original Xbox One power supply. Like, genuinely, I hope that doesn't end in a ball of flames. Um, Me too, actually. Me too. I've just got to remember to turn it off when I stop using it because it will burn down my house. Yeah, turn it off the wall when you go out. Um, Jesus, I'm, I don't envy you. So, uh, I'm. Uh, are you using your new headphones right now? I am, actually. Yeah, I am. Because I was just using... So, you, you acquired some Bose QC35 twos, correct? I did, yes. Um... I was using these earlier on today, and for the past couple of months, I think the only time I've really been using them is podcasting, and when we have these sessions. Mm. And uh, I decided to use them for music, which is not something I do actually too often. Um, I d- don't get me wrong, it's not like the first time I've ever listened to music through them, but I, I really sat down and used them earlier, and uh, wow, they're good. They're so much better than the AirPods now, like obviously, but yeah. wow, it's they are good headphones, and I might just uh, steal a little bit of your, a bit of your uh, aesthetic and actually try wearing them to work one morning. See how seeing how that goes, rather yeah. than my AirPods. I would. I mean, that's that is the reason why I bought them. At the end of the day, is obviously I live. You you can walk to work. I obviously have to get the train when I'm not at Holly's, um, which AirPods are useless. Like you can hear but everything, then, and you struggle to actually hear the AirPods. You know, if 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 the train's loud, oh, and you can forget about using them on the tube. You know. Yeah, I know. I've been there. It's not fun. But then I worry because I really like my AirPods that I might not use them if I start because the AirPods get used every day to and from work. Um, the only time I think I'd use the AirPods if I started using these uh, on my quote commute. Uh, is uh, in the gym, really. Yeah, and that is pretty much only because these are too nice to get sweaty. Oh, yeah, I would never wear these to the gym. Never, um, never. I do love them. I do love these. Wait till you try them on a plane. I've I've had them on a plane a few times now, and they are the best. Yeah. Um, I love you. I love using them on the planes. Um, yeah, I've had these quite a while, but I've never, like, used them i don't say i haven't used them to their full potential because i've actually got a lot of use out of them but they've never been my primary headphones you know uh the airpods have always been 
primary, and these are sort of the ones I get out when I need them. Um, yeah. But I love them. I love them. You're going to enjoy them. Um, so, uh, what else? Jesus, it's hot in here. Uh, our boiler's been fixed, and it's now, like, working properly. Turns out it wasn't for a long time, and the radiators are, like, fire. And I'm really worried about the various G3 IMAX dotted around my house because they're all quite close to radiators. They're all getting a little toasty. Um, mm. Maybe you should, like, make a space for them. That is a plan that's going to happen, just not yet. Um, speaking of old crap, um, as you know, I've acquired a couple of 5Cs in the past week or so. Um, yeah. Today, I got two of the uh, silicon hole cases uh, that they made for the 5C. I got the white well, and really? the blue one. Yes, one of them is still sealed, but I'm going to open it because I just want all, however many of them they made open on, on them. Um, but yeah, I've never really had time to look at them, and they are quite horrible. Um, yeah. I got the blue one for £3, and the uh, sealed white one for £6, so I'm quite happy. Yeah. <laughs> that The fact you got a sealed product accessory for £6 really speaks volumes to how horrible they are. Well, I'm pretty sure they were 29 when they were on sale. I don't know why I remember that quite clearly. I think they were £29. Probably not, now that I've said that. But I think they were about that price. Shall we find out? I'm going to find out. Well, I can confirm that they were $29. That's probably a good indicator that they were £29. Um, probably, yeah. There is actually a... Uh, I'm reading a Macworld review on them. Um, the tagline is, Apple's offering has some holes in it. I'm so glad with the 10R they reverted to uh, a clear case. <laughs> Could you imagine? Well, when my dad saw them, because he doesn't remember them, um, and I don't know why you would, I don't think many people probably remember them. I think they probably doubt been it. blocked out, because I think a lot of people who had 5Cs just had them naked. Judging by the conditions that we see them in, I can confirm that is probably the case. Exactly. They were either in. They were either naked, owned by a teenager, or owned by an old person in a wallet case. Um, there is no in between. If you owned a five C, they're either absolutely destroyed or mint condition. Spot on. If you owned a five C between the years of two thousand and thirteen and two thousand and fifteen, you may be eligible for a Blue Ink Show shout out. Email us using podcast at blueinkcode.com and discuss with us what case you used and what condition your phone was in, if you can remember. But when my dad saw these cases, he was immediately horrified. I can imagine. And you know what he said? What Was this the inspiration for the Nike sport bands? Oh, my God. <laughs> I had never thought about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, goodness, it really shocks me that Richard came up with that. And I was like, you know what, I think you're right. It probably was. Oh, no, that's ruined those bands. I know. Because <laughs> Johnny does like to revisit design ideas and improve on them quite often. So I'm wondering. Obviously, the Nike band has the holes to, so your skin can breathe better. But, you know, maybe he has a thing for holes. Uh-huh. So, this is our, wait for it, wait for it, this is episode number X, and uh, 
I'm very excited to announce that we've been doing this show for 20 weeks. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel really old. I feel like I've... This must be what old people feel like when they say, like, oh, oh enjoy your youth because it, it disappears, you know? Because it does. 20 weeks. Who were we 20 weeks ago, you know? We were patiently awaiting the iPad Pro keynote. Um, that's what we were doing and speculating. And now, we both have one sitting in front of us. Uh, I was going to ask you the killer, killer question, but uh, <laughs> Lex, do you have an iPad Pro yet? <laughs> I do, yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Did you go for the spec you mentioned in episode two? Was that? Oh, God. Yes, I did. Yep. Did it take you 18 weeks to finally do it? When you put it like that, it sounds a lot longer than I thought it was. But yes, I did go for the exact spec. Yep. What spec did you go for? Uh, the 12.9, obviously. Um, 256, silver, cellular. And I'm very happy with my choice. Yeah, how are you finding it? I'm enjoying it a lot, actually. Um, I mean, I've realized that this is obviously actually my first USB-C product, so it's kind of oh. been annoying. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I mean, I guess technically this iMac, but uh, that obviously doesn't charge, so it's kind of irrelevant. Um, but it's weird because, like, I have to... All, my whole, like, adapter setup has, have, has had to change, you know? Like, just the way that I charge and manage my devices is completely changed. Um, because I can't just use one thing for all of them. You know, it, it's it's weird. Um, although, I must admit, I haven't actually gotten gotten the adapters out the box yet i just keep on pilfering 13 inch macbook pro chargers um i haven't actually used the 18 watt one yet at all um and i don't think i will do actually i think i'm just going to keep hopping around because holly has one and there's two in my house even though i don't personally obviously own one so i don't really ever have a need to um actually use my own so that's kind of made the transition a bit easier well, like I said, you'll probably end up using that 18-watt one for traveling. Um, exactly. Yeah, I, I exclusively charge this iPad Pro on a 13-inch MacBook Pro charger, which is my 13-inch MacBook Pro charger. Um, and I, the only time I've used the 18-watt one that came with it was when I took one holiday with this iPad, um, with some more coming up soon. But um, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, but what crazy thing did you do the next morning? After doing that, I suppose when you look back at it now, I sort of had a bit of a midlife crisis last week. Honestly, all your friends have spoken about this, and we've all been discussing about discussing it, and we were very <laughs> concerned about you at one point. And then when you bought the headphones, it was just like, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I also upgraded to the 10s Max. Sort of. I mean, it it was an impulse, but it also turned out to not cost me anything. So, kind of, why not? I was thinking about it. Um, well, I don't really know how it came about, really. Lex. I think. Yeah. Lex, did you have a mid-cycle crisis? A mid-cycle, that's a term. That is the name of this that's episode. the episode, yeah. That's it. Mid-cycle crisis. Oh, no. We're only 18 minutes in. Who knows? Something better may come, oh, come along. Oh, goodness. So, it turns out, essentially, with the plan that I've had, I could have actually upgraded... Uh, a year after I had my 10. Now, I wasn't aware of this, because when I looked into it, I hadn't quite had my 10 a year yet, so they wanted me to trade my old phone in, 
as well as um, uh, you know pay pay for obviously breaking the contract early essentially. So they wanted money and my phone. I'm like, no, that's not happening. Um, so I forgot about it and accepted the fact, and I and I was fine with it um, until I was on uh, my EE app. That is who I'm with. Um, looking for SIM cards for my iPad. That was why I was on there. Um, and I noticed that I was eligible for a free upgrade, and I'm like, hmm, what's this about? So yeah, turns out I could trade my, my old phone in, which I was reticent to do, because I did want to keep it, but I realized that I'm going places this year, as in physically, and I would like the camera, um, because I, every time that we go to gigs together, and I think really church has kind of just cemented this for me, is that the 10s Max, or 10s in general, is just so much better in low light. I think that's the main thing. Um, you know, normal photos, yeah, they are a bit better, but it's the low light stuff, which is a really, is a big difference. Um, my photos don't look nearly as good. And that was kind of the main reason, obviously, because I wanted one as well, but it was mainly the camera. That was my sort of, uh, um, my rationale. I think we forget, because I remember when the 10s came out, it was mentioned, I think it was Gruber that pointed out uh, that it's actually the, wasn't it the biggest year-on-year camera improvement they've done on an yeah. iPhone? Yeah. And they spent no keynote time talking about it. It was really odd. Which I think is why I and everyone else kind of forgets about it, but the camera is so much better. It really is. I don't know if you heard, but that lady I was talking to today, the one that was uh, wanting to downgrade from the Max to the 10R. Oh, is that what she wanted? I didn't realise that was what she wanted to do. Um, but she was basically saying one of the things she was frustrated by was how much worse low light was on her 10s Max over her 10. And I'm just basically like, nah, trust me, you must have a 40 device. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. There must be something wrong there. That, that was not right at all. Um, but yeah, I remember when we went against the current, like we said last week, right after I got my 10s Max, I can re- kind of remember me recording it and you saying, like, literally, like, wow because of the yeah. video I was getting and you were just standing there like um so yeah no it's a great <laughs> camera you're going to love it yeah. tasty that was tasty the main week reason, for to be you. honest um very tasty week yeah and again I'd like to point out it was free so although it was a bit of a midlife crisis I mean it could have been a lot worse you know I also got a free iPhone this week so ha hashtag ha. #winning and you didn't have to trade your old one in which I must admit, no. that did irk me a bit, watching them take it away, and I was like, that is really sad. I'd bet, I'd never do it. But mine was a blue 5C, so you, yeah. So we now have exactly the same device. Uh, we're going to legally change our names to match. We haven't decided which way we're going, but uh, we are going to have matching names. Um, you know what we could do? Be like, in, you can be Jack McCohen, and I can be... Lex Taylor. Let's do it. Let's do it. Should we swap? Let's actually do it. Let's do it. Do you want to do some nano topics? Should we do some nano topics? Okay, let's do it. Boop, 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 boop. So this June, we'll uh, mark the sixth anniversary of the iOS seven redesign. Now, why is that important? Uh, because uh, six isn't usually considered a massive anniversary, uh, but it is important because June will also be uh, the 12th anniversary of iOS dropping in the first place. So we will be exactly 
even amounts of time with both iterations of the operating system. Both did six years. Uh, so now's a good time to look back on the the way iOS 7 churned everything up. And uh, back in October, um, Benjamin Mayo tweeted on um, on his on his Twitter, funnily enough, uh, a screenshot comparison side by side of the print center, uh, like sort of print summary status when printing off an iPad. Uh, the sort of the application window for it on 2010 when the iPad first launched, and in 2018 in iOS 12. Um, and the 2010 one looks well thought out. It was uh, sort of in the old school multitasking banner along the bottom, and you tap on it, and then this little uh, window that took up about less than a quarter of the lower half of the screen. Um, and it was cool. And then the 2018 version with iOS 12 is a big white expanse of nothingness it just looks like a standard table view um that takes up the whole screen and uh as he says i really think people underestimate how much the ios 7 redesign rush screwed up stuff it's five years on and there are no and there are major components that reek of borderline passable quality when they used to be very well considered um and he's got a point it's like the the reminders app hasn't been changed since ios 7 it's it's like everything got changed really fast and here we are six years later almost and some of it still hasn't been reconsidered. Um, and as we was, as I was saying to you a minute ago, Steve Jobs had a massive input on the design quality and how well considered everything was. And as you said, he never even was around for the proper realisation of the iPad as a computing device. Um, so imagine if he was running the show now and what the iPad would look like in its in its current form. Yeah, it certainly wouldn't look like that horrible table view, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it, it's weird to think that there are all these sort of, as Benjamin Mayer puts it, sort of these uh, these left out bits that have just sort of been neglected since iOS 7, um, which obviously the big major sort of UI design change. And we may be on the cusp of another one now. So these things will never get looked at and they will just be completely redesigned again, perhaps potentially with iOS 13. Um, it's also weird that I realized, obviously, as you were saying, six years with the first sort of um, uh, design language and now six years on again, we might be seeing some big changes. Um, kind of weird how that's worked out, even though rumors are we may have seen, we're supposed to see it in iOS 12 um, with that memo that was leaked with Craig being like, no, we need to fix iOS 11 first, then we'll do some redesigns. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll put the link to the tweet, but it's just a mess. Like the comparison is, is a joke. Like the, the fact that you can have 12.9 inches of iPad screen fill up with just an incredibly blank white table view is kind of disgusting. And it, and it, again, it highlights how wasted other areas of the OS are like the home screen on the iPad. It's just a big grid of app icons. I don't want iOS 13 to really change the home screen on the iPhone. I don't really think there's space. But come on, on the iPad, we should we should be doing all sorts of things. I don't know what, um, but I really want to see that space get used. I don't have any issues with iOS on, on iPhones. You know, it works fine. It works well. It's well-sized. But on here, it does still feel like a blown-up iPod Touch, which it shouldn't do anymore. This is now a viable replacement for, you know, desktop Macs. Um, well, definitely laptops, definitely MacBooks. I mean, it's 
kind of sad, really, that they've sort of, the hardware is there, totally. But again, as we've said before, the software just isn't, really. Um, you know, every time you look at the home screen, you're just sort of reminded that this is a vast waste of space um, and so much more could be done with it. Um, and they kind of did do some in iOS 11. They made it better, but they need to do a hell of a lot more. So because it's our 10th episode spectacular and uh, we're not doing anything else special for it, how about you uh, find the answer or explain the story about how you got abused by Google Freaks? Yeah, this is a bit of a weird one. So this was quite a while ago now. I don't actually remember when. October time? No, November time. Sorry. Uh, we'd actually just bought Holly's Apple Watch. That was where... Yeah, so we'd already been to Covent Garden. We'd gone through that whole, you know, lovely process of obviously buying buying a new Apple device. Um, we were then going towards... Uh, we were uh, in Piccadilly Circus, Um and this was when Google had they had rented out their I, I forget what they call it they sort of like it was a big PR stunt for their for the launch of the Pixel Three where they sort of rented out this um, ground floor like retail space and turned it into this weird sort of um, like multi sensorial like uh, exhibition where you walked in and there was I didn't really spend too much time looking at the weird stuff because I was more interested in the Pixel Three to be honest with you rather than standing in a room and, like, have bubbles floating around me. It was interesting. The hardware was nice, I guess. I mean, mm. looking back on it now, the Pixel 3 was quite a while ago, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, no, fair enough. Anyway, when we were leaving, um, there were these two sort of, these two guys on the doors uh, which were greeting people. They missed us on the way in, fortunately, because I probably wouldn't have gone in if they had caught me on the way in. Um, and... Uh, I, I'm to this day. I'm still wondering whether they saw the Apple Watch that I was wearing on my wrist, um, my stainless steel gold Apple Watch I was wearing, or I don't think we actually had the Apple Watch that we bought. I don't think we had the bag. It was just in a bag. If that makes sense, they couldn't see the fact we were literally walking walking around with an Apple retail bag on our backs. Um, and I walk out, and uh, they just again. I don't know if they did see it or if they just picked me out for no reason. But they were like they they called over to me like, if you see any. Um, see any of Apple's guys around here? Let, let them know they're not welcome here. No, no, no. Um, it's only 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 Android guys here, and I'm just like your kind ain't welcome here. Your kind ain't welcome here. I'm just like I'm not sure whether you've actually just heckled me and are abusing me for the fact that I'm have a, I have a different choice in tech than you do, or whether you're it's quite trying tragic, to be funny it? with like a like-minded Android user because obviously I must be an Android user because I went in for you know, five minutes to look at this massive PR stunt they're pulling. Yeah, it kind of just baffled me. And I was like, well, what, what was your goal here? Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, and I don't like the tech industry. A no. lot of it I don't like. You know, it's so... It's so petty. Well, I, what I always like is if there's a post about any major new Android flagship release, I love going into the comments, regardless of what social media is on, because I know the first thing I see won't be someone... Being like, oh, iPhone's so much better. No, it will be like an Android guy being like, oh, this is so much better than iPhone. It's like, okay, no one, no one actually asked or brought it up, really. Yeah, it's kind of like the only thing I can imagine as to what it's like is 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 diehard supporting a, a sports team. Yeah, it is. And it's just like that. Some other sports team coming into your territory, and you know, like I don't really do sports. 
very much. No, I don't know how it works um, either. But I'm assuming it's something like this. Ask Holly, she must know. Holly, sports teams. Ipswich and Norwich hate each other. Oh, Ipswich and Norwich hate each other, apparently. Oh, this is some juicy information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, can I... Would you say Apple is Ipswich or Android is Ipswich? I mean, Norwich is a nice place. And oh, Norwich does have a, an Apple store, actually, so... Norwich is Apple and Ipswich is Android. Norwich is Apple. I mean, I've never been to Ipswich. It doesn't sound very nice. Not neither have I. Um, what county is it in? Uh, Holly, what county is Ipswich in? It's in Suffolk. Suffolk. I could have answered that. I don't know why I didn't say that. Okay, let's move on. Um, but no, it's... it's, it's <laughs> also, another thing I saw on the, on these posts, I always see an Android fan bit, like, and Apple will do it in three years and claim they did it first. I was thinking about this long and hard because that is a stereotype. But when did Apple ever get up on stage and say, we've done this first? They just market it being like, we've done this amazing thing. They've never, they never actually say... And normally they've done it better. A, that, but they never actually claim they've done it first. Where has that actually come from? I don't know. I mean, there was always a thing about when the iPhone first came out that, oh, this is like the first smartphone with a, with a, multi, with a, with a touch, dis- touch display that you can actually use and buy and it was like oh no this this was done before that you weren't the first but no one cares because it was the iphone it looks like i've done some research ipswich doesn't have an apple store but it does have an iStore. So. real-time follow-up it's got a premium reseller so a fake apple store a fake apple store yeah um they're currently closed they open open at 10 th- oh 10 30 to 4 30 tomorrow Cool. Let's go over to some follow-up. Our new head of retail, Deirdre O'Brien, is uh, extra qualified. And by extra, I mean extra, extra qualified. And this excites me. Um, So if you listened last week or pay attention to any Apple-related news, um, Angela, our our patron saint of of retail, uh, sadly has announced she's leaving Apple in the middle of April. Um, to go do something with Game of Thrones or some nonsense, I can't remember. Um, and we've got Apple's head of people, so HR, is now taking on the role that Angela held. Uh, she's been at Apple for over 30 years. Um, she launched the original Apple Store and the Apple Online Store and has been through numerous product launches. Um, and she's been under five CEOs, and this got my, my Apple history nerd senses tingling um so she's been under scully spindler emilio mr jobs and now mr cook two of those ceos are forgettable two of them are other boys and one of them was a douche but was kind of like uh john scully i mean like if you ask most of you know you, you know the man that guy like you know the guy that guy yeah you know, that that guy, the one who had an Apple II and worked with computers the size of a room. And, yeah? <laughs> if you ask that guy who, like, the iconic Apple CEO is, they're going to say John Scully. Um, I believe he's the second longest serving after Steve Jobs. Um, if you ask someone like us, who's the most iconic Apple CEO, who are you going to say? Emilio. Okay. Um... Nah, Steve Jobs, isn't it? Right, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, Steve, my boy Steve. Um, yeah, 
you know what? The day Tim Cook's reign overtakes Steve's reign is going to be an interesting day. Uh, we're still a few years off. I think it will be in like 2024. Um, but I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. I don't know. Could you imagine? And I believe that would make him the longest <laughs> Apple seat. What? That shouldn't be weird, but it is. That's it not is that far really off. Odd. It's really not that far away. I'm, I wonder what Apple will look like in 2024. How many episodes of this podcast will we, will we have done by then? So that's in five years, and there are 52 weeks in a year. So we do 26 a year. Uh, so 100... Not, not that many. <laughs> what? Not very many at all, no. I mean, relatively speaking. No, not too many at all. Um, anyway, Deidre O'Brien looks good to go there's some debate as to how she's going to do this is she there permanently is she is she just not keeping the seat warm or was she keeping the seat warm over at people and now she's going to move permanently over to to uh retail is she going to carry on with angela's plan i guess we can't really tell without knowing the nature of her departure like if she was dismissed then i doubt she's going to carry on with angela's strategy if she just left for her own personal reasons. She may well. It really depends. Um, depends how how Apple perceived Apple um, Angela's retail plan, um, and I think it'll be interesting to see what route she takes the retail side down. Funnily enough, as I think we briefly mentioned last week, I didn't realize how many people didn't like what Angela had done to the Apple Store. Yeah. Not many people at all. Um, and I, I was on Upgrade two weeks ago. Up, no, it was... Was it Upgrade or was it... Uh, I'm not sure which podcast it was on. Um, but they mentioned how... I think it was Download. It was Download. And they mentioned how... I can't remember the exact quote. But they said something like, uh, the problem with Apple now compared to what it used to be is the roles are blurring into one. So you get you used to have just sort of technical service side and you had your floor team, your sales team. And then Angela has sort of merged them into one. So you have and uh apparently that isn't a good way to run a store. Um and uh, Hold on, let me get this straight. Get, so you're saying Yes, that y- yes, yes. If you I get am. one employee to do all of Everything. the jobs to be done. Yes. That doesn't work. Correct. It doesn't work. Huh. How insightful. I can straight up now say it doesn't work. Hmm. Having said that, I doubt Apple stores are understaffed. <sighs> but the staff to ratio staff to customer ratio may even be worse than similar stores. That is true, but I'd imagine they do get a lot more browsing, you know? Yes, I'd imagine so. Anyway, um, that's all good. Follow-up point number two. This one, um, mm, no, let's not do this one yet. Let's go on to follow-up point number three, which is now number two, uh, because what was going to be number two can go quite well into the first main topic. Um, so AirPods, this blew my f***ing mind, okay? 25 million pairs of AirPods have been sold already. They reckon 50 million... By the end of the year. What? Kill me. Well, that's inc- that's insane. Like, I knew adoption had sped up, but what? <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. 
And AirPods are Apple's second fastest selling new product of all time after the iPad. Uh, so of a new product, the adoption rate has been faster than the iPhone, than the Apple Watch. Only behind iPad, which I didn't realize iPad was in the lead, but uh, hey-ho. Yeah, me neither, actually. That kind of surprises me. I assumed it would have been iPhone, uh, but no, it wasn't. It was iPad. I mean, I guess iPhone was expensive and had a slow start, I guess. It did have a slow start, and iPads, are, in fact, they're very similar. It was very similar to the AirPods for a while, for the first couple of generations, so for the first three years or so. Everyone I told that I had an iPad was like, whoa. And then next thing I know, everyone has one. Yeah, yeah, that did happen. So I guess um, AirPods are the same, except we would, like we've said before, normally you'd be on sort of third gen by now. Um, so that's exactly what's happening here. It's fascinating, AirPods. Um, but yeah, that, that blew my mind. That's a rapid acceleration of uh, sales. It's madness. So this article also brings up a couple of other uh, statistics as well. Um Nothing that surprises me, right? Google searches leaped up 500% last holiday season for AirPods. 500%. <laughs> what? Brilliant. That doesn't surprise me, what? but it's a mind-blowing figure, right? That is crazy. crazy. That is ridiculous. Um, and 90% year-on-year growth, supposedly. Um, 90%. Uh, this is ridiculous. Honestly, I can see... I- if I was Apple, like I said previously, I wouldn't bother releasing new ones right now. There's just no need. Not at all. People are more than happy. And the longer this goes on, Apple may be slightly internally scared because they know there's going to be a, a little bit of a backlash if they release them. Yeah, they don't need to release these, you know, at all. It is literally like, I know we were joking about, quote, idiots that will be like, oh, they only just released the first ones. But to some extent, it's become that. So more people have bought them now than did in the first place. Like, yeah, wow, they would be seriously eating into that that cycle. It's it's a weird product, really weird. Um, but the rapid growth um, projected by the end of the year may be helped by the fact that there are AirPods two coming out shortly. Um, we've been hearing a lot about these. In fact, every time I go on Instagram, I see, a, I think I see a post about them coming in black. Um, yeah. It's like, yes, I know. AirPods 2 are apparently going to launch alongside AirPower. Uh, now, we've heard since we last recorded that they are going to have a few things, which sounds kind of locked down now. They're going to have a slightly different design uh, with a new matte coating to make them grippier. They're going to come in black and white. Uh, they're going to have improved improved base and uh, heart rate monitoring. Um, again, we're sort of assuming that they're going to take inspirational design from the second gen pencil. And this is where it gets weird because we've heard very conflicting reports uh, about when they're going to launch. We've heard that they're coming out in the spring, both of these things, AirPower and AirPods 2. Uh, we've heard specifically March 29th that they're going to be on sale. We've also heard someone say from a very specific, this is a very specific and from a reliable source that there will be a char- that charging case alongside AirPower. But the AirPods second gen will be launching later in the year, probably closer to the iPhone launch. 
That's very specific, and I can see that happening. I can see the rumours all getting confused. It's actually the case that's coming with Air Power, and like we were saying, Apple don't need to release new ones yet. I April does kind of make it. It's the most consistent one that we've heard. Also, you know, end of March time. Um, however, I'm in the camp that they will be out in the spring. Personally, I agree with you, but it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if that was the plan. But now, because they have seen this massive uptake, they've actually delayed them because they don't need to bring. This is the thing. It doesn't make sense to launch them in April. Not when they're having this massive growth in sales. You know, they really don't need to. And it would only... It could would be a bit of a backlash, to be honest with you, Like as we're saying, you know. I mean, obviously, there are people that have had, you know, the records for, you know, over two years now who, you know, are fine with them, but an update wouldn't go amiss, you know. Um, but having said that, as you just said, you know, there are more people are buying them now than they did when they first came out. So, ah, it's, it's weird. It wouldn't surprise me that they do release this... You know this this new uh, the, obviously the charging case for existing AirPods that obviously we've that's been talked about for you know since AirPower launched or was first talked about alongside AirPower and then they save AirPods two for iPhone launch that I can see that happening. You know what? The more I think about it now, I can I actually think it might that might be the case because we've heard repeated reports over the last uh, I'd say nearly a year now that the wireless charging case has actually been scrapped and. By the time AirPower ships, it will just be second-gen AirPods. Probably that's what was going to happen. And then they got this this sudden increase in sales. They thought, right, let's bring the wireless case back. Let's launch it with AirPower. Let's save these AirPods uh, till the fall. And if totally, the if this is all tactical, the design and features of AirPods are prob AirPods two are probably completely locked down. And that's why we know exactly what's coming. But we we'll, might not see this product until autumn, but with literally no changes to what we've heard now. I'm sure they, if that's the case, I doubt they're going to do any further development on them throughout this year. I bet it's all sorted. Yeah. So what we've also heard is that the any AirPods you buy from uh, the day AirPower comes out will come with the charging case as standard, um, and then it will be sold separately for existing customers. Uh, I really don't know i would think i would buy the case but if it's pricey it might be hard for me not just to buy a new pair of first gen airpods um temporarily because if it's like because i've heard that it's gonna sell for like 69 pounds if that's the case i'm just gonna that's a lot of money and i need the batteries the batteries in my airpods are crying um, I know it's still another £90 to go up to a full set of AirPods, but you're on the way. And then I could just give my original one to my dad, who really wants a pair. Um, and then literally, I don't know if I'm, my batteries are going to make it to the full, but we, we will see. Dan, you do raise yeah interesting point there. Like, what, what, what do you do if you have had your AirPods two years? Um, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable spending £70, £80 on an accessory for my AirPods that are literally wearing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a valid point. It's. I'd rather buy a whole new set, um, or no, no thing, no charging case at all. Uh, but let's be real. Um, if I get AirPower, I'm gonna get a charging case of some kind. Yeah, we're not animals. We're not animals here. So 29th of March is this date that's been rumored. Um, 
And since this, this rumour, uh, there's a keynote happening. So a lot's gone on in the last fortnight. 25th of March, Steve Jobs Theatre. There is apparently a keynote. So uh, we're on to the first, the first topic now. So there, there is a keynote happening on March 25th. We kind of assumed there would be a keynote this spring because we've got the new iPod Touch in the works, iPad, iPad Mini, AirPower, AirPods 2, all these things. There's actually quite a lot lined up for like the first half of this year. You know, lots of little things. Yeah, I mean, more than the last two springs and uh, enough too much for a press release. Um, Definitely. There, there's a story to tell with all these products. I, I highly doubt Apple are going to just release AirPower with a press release or no press release at all. Imagine if it just popped up on the store. No, they, they're going to want to talk about that thing, I'm sure. I, I don't know. Part of me thinks they might just sort of be like, hey, guys, look, we need a little more time, but here's AirPower. Or I could also see them going into some deep development talk about it and like talking, doing the kind of like, you know, where WWDC, where they do the road trip map. I, I could see them doing that. like a develop a development roadmap being like, but this is where we ran into a hurdle. And what we learned from this was this. And this makes the product that much better. I could see them putting a massive spin on it. Um, so anyway, there's a lot to come out. And we assume there'll be one in March when the rumor of a 29th of March release date came out that started all to make made sense around then would be a keynote and then buzzfeed of all the people buzzfeed broke this news saying that on the 25th of march at steve jobs theater there will be a keynote but this is where it got weird there would be no hardware shown off at the keynote instead it would be entirely dedicated to apple's news service um hmm. we've basically just laughed at this did we not we've talked we've talked about like what's going on quite a bit you know every so often um and yeah that's not happening we basically said uh that okay a services keynote kind of makes sense but it's not going to be the new service they're not going to have a whole keynote to the new service and of all the places they're going to hold it not the steve jobs theater may i remind you it's been used twice since it was opened <laughs> <laughs> and it was used for the introduction of the iPhone 10 and then the iPhones this year. So I assume it's going to be a regular for iPhone launches. Uh, I'd imagine every iPhone launch will go straight to the Steve Jobs Theatre, plus anything special. I mean, put it this way, iPad Pros, Mac Mini, MacBook Air, they didn't warrant the Steve Jobs Theatre. I don't think no. Apple News is going to warrant the Steve Jobs Theatre. <laughs> it's such a BuzzFeed thing to report. It's it almost is, like it? Mashable reporting it, being like, oh, look at this info we got. It's actually laughable. <laughs> it's so wrong. Like, but so almost right. And what we speculated was that someone got their wires very crossed. And this corresponds with the rumour we spoke about last fortnight um, of the Apple video service coming out in the spring. Oh, mid-April. Someone, someone at BuzzFeed has no idea. Oh, they don't know anything about Apple. They're so blind that they they just went with this and like, oh, services, Apple News, yeah, that's going to happen. Just without thinking. Literally, that's what happens. It's trash reporting. Like, it, they, a journalist is supposed to put, like, at least two and two together. Come on. You know, if you can't get four, what are you doing? I guess they are working for BuzzFeed, though. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so the sad thing about this was they were mostly right, though, because a few days later, uh, Bloomberg said, yep, yeah, there is a keynote 
on the 25th of March uh, at the Steve Jobs Theatre. And uh, But like we said, it is going to be focused on Apple Video. I think this is pretty much locked down now. Um, what is interesting about it is how early this has leaked. All I can think is, like we speculated, um, they're inviting people they wouldn't normally invite. Like, they've already probably invited, quote, celebrities like TV stars, film stars, maybe some film press, and some... And they can't keep their mouths shut. They can't keep their mouths shut. They don't know how this kind of thing works. Um, So, and they, because of who they are, and I'm sure mm, they have busy schedules, uh, they, Apple probably gave them a lot of warning that this was going to be a thing and they wanted them to attend. Um, So... And there's still a rumour that Apple News will show up in this keynote. Will any of this hardware show up? If it, it really depends how much time and how much emphasis there is on the video service, I think. Um, I can see them fitting news in, being like, hey guys, we've got to talk about some services today. This hardware doesn't fit that story at all. It Apple seemed to tell, like to tell stories recently, like the education event. How are they going to squeeze in air power? But... <laughs> If it's coming this spring, which sounds almost certain, second keynote, what's going on? It's a weird one. I mean, two keynotes seems a bit much. That would be amazing. You know, we'd all love that, but I don't, I can't see it happening. Maybe it'd be a stretch. I mean, they definitely can't. I'm of the same mind as you. I can't see them, but I can't see them launching air power, talking to a room of celebrities about air power. You know? I exactly. don't think that's going to happen at the end of the day. And I don't think they're going to care too much about a possible, you know, additional charging wireless uh, wireless charging case for their AirPods that they probably have. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but you're right. I, another keynote seems like such a stretch. But again, what you were saying earlier, you know, I can't see AirPower just being a press release. You know, they, they need to talk about it. You know, I feel like it'd be almost a bit of a disservice if they didn't. Do you know what I just had a thought when you said that? Air power, right? It's been a meme in our circles for the past 18 months, right? Think of how it has probably been perceived internally at Apple. If they've genuinely been working on this since long before September 2017, and they are desperate to get it out while keeping it not secret, but just not even commenting on it, they must be, when they launch this thing, they're going to want to talk about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like, uh, so this is a thing we've been doing for a while now. Uh, here it is. Uh, yeah, no. Um, honestly, I can't figure this one out. No matter how hard I think, every option seems unlikely. Unless the focus at this keynote isn't on video at all. The video just happens to be a thing they talk about. Uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's such a difficult one. I don't think... I don't really know what I think, to be honest. I mean, maybe this... Maybe air power for them is something they just want to get out of the way and be done with it. Who knows? I, I suppose I could see that. Them just releasing it in a press release. That's it. It's out. Have it. You know? Um, hmm. No, nah, to, to, to me, the only thing... that The only way I can see this going... And it still doesn't make sense... But it's the thing that makes the most sense uh, of everything that doesn't is they do a quick product update at the beginning of this keynote. And they talk about Air Power, AirPods 2, or the charging case, the two iPads, and then spend a good hour or so talking about Apple Video. Potentially. 
Um, I guess that that does make the most sense. Um, but it's still it's just the Apple that we've seen over the last couple of years. It's not that's not what they do. You know, it does seem odd. Um, but I guess they've got to make the best of a bad situation because I definitely don't think they imagined their power would be in development this long. So, yeah, it's it's a weird one. Um, uh, but the iPads as well, man. If the iPad goes up to a ten point two inch screen, oops, spoiler. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Again, that's not something you can just sort of preface and then suddenly ignore it and go straight into Apple Video with you know a room full of celebrities. Um, it just it doesn't quite fit right because they've as as we said there's there's lots of little things. This is going to be a busy springtime, you know. And Apple Video, if it is going, if they are going all in, which they seem to be, they have dropped a lot of money on this. Oh, I, I don't, I don't doubt for one minute they're going to hold a keynote at the Steve Jobs Theatre for this thing. Like it's happening. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But if they're doing that, if they're going that far to hold it at the Steve Jobs, you'd think that they would want the whole focus to be on Apple Video. They wouldn't release, you know. Two, you know, an updated iPad Mini, an updated iPad Air Power, um, you know, this charging case, potentially even an iPod as well. That's a lot of hardware for a, you know, be like a here's a quick product update. That does seem like they're just cramming in way too much. You know, I mean, we had the um, obviously back in back obviously when they uh, released the iPhones and had the keynote for that. You know, the fact that there were no iPads there, we were thinking, you know, maybe they ran out of time. You know, and that was just two iPhones coming out. You know. This is lots of lots of things. I don't know. We'll see. But it does seem a lot to try and fit into one keynote. The more I think about it, the more I think about it, the less I can make sense of it. It really just doesn't make any sense. There's so much stuff to come out that needs talking about, you know? it needs. They all need a stage. They all have their right to have their own stage. So you could say maybe they'll wait to WWDC, but that's not the spring anymore. And everyone's that's convinced no longer this stuff's the spring. coming out in the spring. Exactly. We've heard consistently that this is all coming in the spring, maybe with the exception of, you know, new AirPods. Um, it's weird. It is weird. Maybe a second keynote is a thing. Maybe one in April. Yeah, true. One in, like, an, another keynote. I mean... For something like air power and they, I don't know if they're they're interested in using it still, but they could even bang out the old town hall at um Infinite Loop for they that could. sort of thing. They could. Yeah. Something really low key. Um something because they these things need more than a press release, but not much more. Um so I could see that They don't need to go onto a trip to a school in Chicago or a music <laughs> venue in uh in New York, for example. They can just I don't know do where they home. would go for this kind of thing. And then I was thinking, well, maybe someone's really, really confused and the, the streaming keynote will be at, like somewhere in L.A. or something to fit the theme. Um, and all these things are getting the Steve Jobs Theatre keynote. But they're not going to launch budget iPads much, and it? air power at Steve Jobs Theatre. No, no, exactly. It's, I love how when they used to do a small keynote, they used their on-site uh, town hall for it. And then when they built their new campus, they, they built a new theatre. But it was grand and incredible. And then I'm like, oh, well, I guess they're just going to do every event there. Apple's known for their keynotes. They're going to build one on site. But then they've gone down this route of just reserving it. Um, so now they have to travel far and wide for their keynotes. It's, it's, yeah. yeah it's, they've kind of oh, shot Apple. themselves in the foot. Why didn't they make two of them, Lex? A small one. Unless they fully intend to use the town hall still. Like, we've all just kind of assumed it's been dropped but what else is it being used for it's still there 
down the road. It would arguably be perfect for a, for an air power, you know, a, a low key event. You know, it would make sense. Um, yeah, I can, I could, that could really happen. To be honest, like the Touch Bar MacBook Pro was introduced in the town hall. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, that was the last time they used it, I think. Um, unless Apple Park does have another room that we don't know about. Ooh, <laughs> there may, exciting. There may be a... It wasn't in the AR demo, Lex. It wasn't in the AR demo. Maybe. Oh, maybe that's why they've delayed air power, because they're actually building this room still. They haven't finished it yet. Ooh. 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 Um, maybe. Maybe. Oh. Oh, no. What if it's Johnny's room? They're repurposing it, and he's giving a hard time getting out. He's like, no, I'm not he's getting out. He's been moved. He's been vacated. Maybe he put on a white T-shirt so it's all white, and they can't find him. He's like, can't find me now. Because he's in the... <laughs> oh, Johnny. I miss you. Um... I can't wait for WWDC. I just want to see Craig on stage. I miss him. It's been a long year. Long year. I just miss WWDC. Nothing else like it, you know? I love how Apple have had, in the past couple of years, not many, but a few software bugs that have been fairly high profile and kind of going Hmm. directly against the company's... You know what's what's the word? It's 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 stance on privacy, like the High Sierra root access, yeah. uh, the FaceTime thing the fortnight ago. And Craig is in charge of software. If this was any other company with any other executive in charge of software, bye bye. He'd be gone. He'd be so gone. But it's Craig, and thank God because Craig is precious. You do not touch Craig, Tim. You do not touch Craig. He could sell all my data to anyone. I'd still love it. I'd let him do it. I'd let him do it. I'd let him do it. I'd let him look me in the eye while he does it. Yeah. Don't touch Craig. Yeah. I miss Craig. Um, Cool. Shall we, like, move off of keynote talk now? Because we can be talking about this all evening. Um, Do you want to talk about potentially going back to Touch Bar MacBook Pros? Shall we... uh, Move on to maybe new MacBook Pros. Everyone's favorite analyst, Ming Chi Kuo. Ming Chi Kuo, that's it, my bad. Ming Chi Kuo, um, who's been around for years. There was a time where I had very little respect personally for what he came out with because for a while, I swear it was all very wrong. He consistently got things wrong. Uh, but over the years, He's had a good track record, and recently it's been on the money. Last couple of years, it's been spot on. Spot on. And then, randomly, the other morning, I woke up to a string of news, right? And not <laughs> yeah. only was it updates on pretty much everything, it was this was all his predictions, so they have some weight to them. Updates on everything. Lots of this is so unexpected. Stuff no one else is talking about. But because it's him, it's all now being taken as fact. And I'm so excited for what 2019 is going to bring, because this is awesome. I mean, also, the graphic is amazing. Oh, his... (laughs) It's like Chinese New Year thing. It's brilliant. (laughs) Like, what? We'll we'll put this in the show notes, because it's amazing. I guess we... Well, do you want to start the top with iPhones? Go for it, go for it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, 2019 iPhones, second half, obviously. Um, sticking with the same lineup, so a refresh 10R, which we've heard rumblings about before, but we've also heard rumblings that it would be skipping this year. Um, but according to, to Ming here, it will be in. Um, same screen size, 6.5, 5.8 um, for the 10s and um, obviously successor, and obviously 6.1, still an LCD panel um, for the for the 10R, whatever they decide to call that, 11R. That does sound weird. All of these are going to have a Lightning connector, um, no USB-C, which I mean I agree with. USB-C doesn't make any sense. I don't think they should go that way, and we've kind of heard that they are sticking with Lightning this year at least. Interestingly enough, something he has said, which kind of bucks the trend as to what we've heard, is uh, is having the same notch area. So the notch isn't shrinking, which is odd, because every everywhere we've seen, the notch is reportedly going to get a little bit smaller. Um, but according to him, it's going to stay the same, which is a bit of a shame, because that notch is, is kind of chunky these days. I mean. uh, so, yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I'm starting to lean more and more towards the idea of these keeping the same fundamental industrial design. Uh, obviously you're about to get to I've got another opinion after you talk about the glass so carry on, carry on Okay. Um, well supposedly uh, there's going to be a few main upgrades um, <laughs> uh, bilateral, <laughs> I think someone's just trying to f***ing walkie talkie me, I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be so funny <laughs> I was waiting to hear what they had to say yeah, I covered my watch. <laughs> Quick. I'm like, that is not happening. I'm going to turn available off. <sighs> anyway. Continue. Back to our podcast. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, so, yeah, the, the thing that we haven't, well, I haven't seen before, at least, is this frosted glass casing. Um, right. Now, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, this is going to be interesting. Right. Um, this, no, bear with me here. This yeah. further reinforces my opinion we're keeping the same industrial design. The 7... I get that, yeah. ...was fu- fundamentally exactly the same, but you had the black model and then more so the jet black model, which looked like a completely different phone because you couldn't see the antenna lines. It felt different in the hand. It was shiny. It was special. If It had the... It was obviously the, the jet black finish went with the black display bezels. It looked kind of like an all-in-one device, like a precursor to the 10. It was a very fascinating device, the Jet Black 7, for me. Wow, you just went full-on anorak for a second there. Yeah, I know, but I've always had a thing for that phone. Um, And this frosted glass, to me, whether it'll be on all of them or it'll be a a more premium colour option that maybe only comes in the higher capacities, is that, again... These will look considerably different while keeping the same design because they have this glass. Make sense? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, I must admit, I really would like some squared edges, though. You know? I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Next year, for sure. But something will happen next year. But right now, I think these will be uh, look like a 10s with more cameras with different glass, different colours. Yeah. So again, obviously, he also confirms um, uh, the the triple cam. He doesn't say which devices that's going to come on. So we have heard some sort of rumblings as to maybe it will only be on the Max. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But he does does state triple cam, better battery, better Face ID, as you would expect, all those kinds of things. 
Um, he also enlists key suppliers, but we don't really care about that too much. Um, yeah, so I think that's iPhones in a nutshell. Maybe not as big of a change as we thought it would be. Oh, uh, bilateral wireless charging. I forgot about that. Um, which is cool. Uh, I think... Oh, which I think it's the... Um, Huawei P20. I think the McLaren uh, 6T can do it as well, actually. Oh, okay. Did not know I that. Think. Um, I've actually heard yesterday that that's only going to work with your AirPods. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, I mean, that was a legit thing I read yesterday, that it will only be able to charge the AirPod case, not another iPhone. I mean, to be fair, that's probably all I would use it for, because I actually yeah. only have one iPhone, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, I have quite a few, but I only use one of them. So the idea of this is you could put something, whether that's another phone, whether it's AirPods, on the back of these phones, and it will charge out. Um, but yeah, that's that's a thing. Uh, I'm I'm excited uh more of the idea the the investigation and the piecing together of what's going on is fun for nerds um i really do think genuinely that it's going to keep the industrial design um and that's becoming clearer and clearer to me uh but i could be wrong i think we'll sort of know for sure closer to the summer um but yeah we'll we'll see um shall i go on to ipads go for it so he opened with there'll be two new iPad Pro models. So obviously a baby and a big. Whether that'll be 11 and 12.9, who knows? Or maybe they'll up the sizes uh, again. Um, he doesn't say any more than that that they're coming out this year. Contrary to what we've heard, that they won't be till early 2020. We were actually talking about this today. I still think they'll be early 2020. The Pro's always been on sort of an 18-month upgrade cycle. Um, but he's just said they'll be in 2019. So if that's the case, I suspect it'll be towards the end of the year again, like October, November. Um, I'd imagine it would be a fairly minor update, although the iPad Pro's never had like minor S updates. They've always been pretty big. I mean, I'd say so. But having said that, if they are, if they are trying to obviously go down this Pro route, then a processor refresh every year is like a normal thing. Um, it, they could just whack a better, you know, an A13X in here, maybe. Like the MacBooks. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could. Yeah. If if obviously that's what they're trying to do with them, then that does make sense. And obviously, they're basic fundamentally be absolutely no difference. Maybe a slight bump in RAM, um, and a, and an A13X. But outside that, I can't see anything else coming. That's something they haven't done before. That kind of very minor update, like MacBook style. Uh, but I could totally see them adopting that. But that's all speculation because we've got nothing to back that up. What he does talk about are the two iPads that we knew were coming. Um, he reckons they'll be coming later this year. One of these iPads is the iPad Mini 5, uh, which he's basically said will be same design as the current iPad Mini, um, or, or similar at least with an upgraded processor, that's all he says, um, and a 10.2-inch iPad. Um, so there's this rumor of a 10-inch iPad been floating around for a while, and now he's saying 10.2, no one, else has mentioned this figure but he's gone right out and said it so to me that means it's happening 10.2 what is that about what is happening an ex makes sense to me it's an extra half an inch like it's a round figure but yeah we'll, we'll see what goes on there um so the ipads he other than no to be honest he hasn't really given us any new information there other than there may be pros this year but 
he's but that's not to say it's a bad prediction. It's good that he's basically supporting what we already knew. Uh, he doesn't actually say when. He just says later this year. So that gives us no idea of when these products might drop. Um, the other things he talks about, other things we already knew. He's confident AirPower will be launching in the first half of this year, which makes me happy, happy, happy. Um, iPod Touch with a faster processor. Uh, I believe he mentions that it'll be the same one in those two new iPads, which I'm assuming will probably be an A11, uh, which will be nice. And he also says new AirPods will ship in the first half of 2019, so who knows what's going on there. But he's confident they will. Um, so yeah, that's what he goes on. Uh, seeing as you are the only one of us that genuinely uses a MacBook Pro, how about you talk about the... Well, I'll tell you what. Do that last, because that is the biggest shock here. Um, let's talk about my favorite part of this. Uh, I'll do it real quick. Is uh, details on Apple's standalone display. So Apple have admitted this is coming. They did it at the Mac Pro Roundtable. This is not a surprise. Literally from the horse's mouth, Apple have said they're making a display this year. We've known nothing about it. And he's gone out and said it'll be a 31.6-inch 6K display with mini LED backlight design uh, mini led is a new tech that apple owned the ip for um and i thought it would come to watches first the smallest display no it's going to their biggest first uh which makes me happy and really excited for the mac pro because they're clearly thinking big here um and i'm assuming it's gonna be all screen um I bet it'll probably be around the size of a 27-inch iMac, just all screen. And like I've said before, I assume this is just going to trickle down to the iMac line when they get a redesign as well. Uh, so that made me very happy that we finally have some solid info on the new Apple display. Okay, do you want to talk about the MacBook Pro? Because this is really cool. I will do. Um, couple things. So firstly, there will hopefully be an all-new 16 to 16.5 inch display on a MacBook Pro, um, which is weird. I personally, I miss the 17 inch. That was a beast of a computer. Um, I'm assuming here that this could just be sort of a similar size to the 15 inch, just bezels are shrunk. Um, I know Huawei, their MateBook, it's got some really thin bezels. Bezels are getting thinner and thinner in the laptop world. Um, and actually, if you look at the bezels on a MacBook Pro compared to the competition out there, they're actually pretty chunky. Um, so it might just be they're shrinking the bezels, but hopefully they do say an all-new design. So who knows? That could be, hopefully, a complete redesign. Um, also talks about a new 13-inch MacBook Pro with also the with an option of 32 gigs of RAM, which is crazy. Uh, really makes those sort of viable um, as, you know, a, a a powerhouse of a computer instead of obviously just having to have that 15-inch, which are massive laptops. You know, they are big to carry around um, because you need the power. So hopefully, you know, obviously 13-inch got obviously quad-core last year, um, so 32 gigs of RAM would kind of really make them, hopefully, you know, they might make them 6-core as well. That'd be nice. Um, yeah, so big news in both Macro Pros by the looks of it. Um, which is interesting. Do you think what we're seeing here is the approach they took with the iPad Pro last year, where the smaller model... Okay, hear me out, but I can't make sense of this in my head, but you kind of get what I'm saying. 
The smaller model is going to keep the same size display but get smaller. And Ooh. the bigger model is going to stay fit. So the reverse of what happened with the iPad Pro. Yes. So the bigger model is going to get a big dis- bigger display but keep the same physical size. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to the stretch 13. that liquid retina display. Yeah. But the 13 will just get smaller. Uh, physically, but Interesting. keep the same display size. I think that's what's happening here, because otherwise, why is the 13 not going to say a 14 and a half inch display? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's what's going on here. That should be quite interesting. I mean, I really like my iPad, but I do have a soft spot for a MacBook Pro. You know, they're just so cool. Yeah, no, I've always wanted to use one, and I've owned a couple. And they've never been my primary. Uh, well, they actually, my first Mac was a MacBook Pro. And it was my primary for a year or so. Yeah, I've I've always been more of a... De- well, my iMac's been my primary Mac for nearly six years, as we've mentioned. Um, so, yeah, I've never really been all in in the MacBook Pro life. I've always liked them. Um, do you think these MacBook Pros will have touch bars? It's interesting that it doesn't talk about them at all. You know, there's nothing... It doesn't say it's, it's a better touch bar, nothing like that. I don't know, to be honest with you. I hope they don't get rid of it. Um, it's not that I have a special love for it. I just, it would kind of be, it'd be a shame to see it go, you know, um, after one generation, just work with it, go with it, just make something better of it. You know, it wasn't a success. It wasn't, you know, it didn't revolutionize the way that anyone used their MacBook Pro, but it wasn't a bad thing. Well, it was. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I hope they run with it and they don't get rid of it. It was a bad thing because no one uses it, whether casual or professional. Like when this sort of thing happens, one of those groups might find a use for it. Like it might make shortcuts easier for your, your average consumer or professionals might find new ways to use it. Sure, there's a handful of users that have found a use for this. But what it does for everyone, no matter who you are, is drive the price up. So to me, that makes it a bad thing because it's upping the price without gaining anything for almost everyone who buys this thing. So to me, the touch bar sucks. I think it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's the coolest thing. I love scrolling for emoji on it when I do use my MacBook Pro. But no, if it means keeping the price that high, get rid of it. That is my opinion on it. And like people say, people who move to the MacBook Air after having these touch bar Macs, the fact that they do not miss it one bit is a strong indicator that it failed. Straight up failed. Um, And I I love it. (laughs) I think it's so cool. But if it means keeping the price that high, get rid of it. Bring the price down. That's my opinion on the touch bar. Well, I suppose I've never really spent any time with it, so I can't really say. Um, I don't think they will get rid of it. I think the fact there's no mention of it means it's staying. Uh, they will probably reduce the price for various factors and reasons. Um, I'm hoping they're just going to stop charging a premium for it and make less. Maybe it's cheaper than our manufacturer. Uh, hopefully the manufacturing costs have come down by now. Um, I think it will still be there. I doubt they'll get rid of it. Uh but it didn't come to the MacBook Air, maybe because of cost. It's an, it's yeah, who knows? But uh, I, the Touch Bar hasn't worked out. Simple as, and I'd love, I, I really wanted it to. And at first, I'm like, oh, the reception to this is so negative. Please prove everyone wrong. And then I lost hope. <laughs> <laughs> We're slowly the hope 
drained away until I'd say about three months ago. I, in my eyes, I deemed it a, a flop, and it. So that's my view of the touch bar. It just didn't work out, unfortunately. But yeah, I don't. I can't see them getting rid of it. it doesn't it's not very Apple to back down after something from one from one gen. <laughs> not at all. No, I agree. It, I think it will still be that. Um, Apple Watch. He also did, don't forget the watch, he mentioned a few things about the watch. Nothing too much, literally like two things. Uh, one cool, one disappointing, um, I guess kind of in a way. He basically said that the watch will be, the new Apple Watch will bring ECG support to more countries. Um, I don't see why that needs a new watch. And that the reason I say that's disappointing is because it to me suggests we're not getting it here until September at the earliest. Maybe it will it'll be a feature of the new watch, but also come to the fore in an update for the countries that didn't support it. So who knows about that? Um but the one that's got me tingly uh is the return of the ceramic. Um who knows why they dropped it on the Series 4, to bring it back a year later. It's not like... I highly doubt they've had complaints that the ceramic is gone. Not many people bought it. So to me, it's it's their own doing, bringing it back. Do you think maybe the ceramic model in this new case design just took a little bit longer to make, and they're holding it for this year? Um, I doubt it's... Uh, maybe? I mean, obviously, they all have ceramic backs now, um, which is nice and great. Um... I, I I don't think it'd be like a difficulty manufacturing thing. I could I could see them sort of having the series four launching them because they were sort of like a reimagining, you know, of the Apple Watch. And you know, as yeah. we we discussed previously, obviously the, the 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 pickup has you know taken off. Everyone has one now. You know, the series four has been a really good jumping on point. I can see them sort of holding the ceramic off for a year and then bringing it a year later to sort of keep that going. If that makes sense. Um, I could see that being the reason why they kept the... I mean, obviously, the ceramic is never going to be a big seller at the end of the day. You know, it's the addition. Um, so it's not designed. But I, I, I can't see it being a manufacturing thing, personally. But that's that's why I say I doubt this is, oh, okay, you wanted it, we listen, here it is. No, no one's... Like, it was just noted that it's gone, and everyone sort of assumed, okay, the addition's finally run its course, and it's gone. Uh, to me, this is their own doing, whatever the motive is. Um, this is all internal. Um, and yeah, I saw, didn't you assume that the edition was dead? Yeah, I kind of did, actually. I didn't expect it to come back. Um, I was sad, but not dwelling on it. Yeah, um, what you were saying earlier about the ECG, it triggered something in my mind that I remember reading a long time ago on Mac Rumours. Apple Watches sold internationally, as in outside of the US, don't have the right electrical sensors in them so you actually we will never get ecg on our apple do they not apparently they don't have it i was under the impression that they do so was i but i I, when you said it it, i remembered something um that i did read and this was back on december 6th uh where it says well that's at the very bottom (laughs) uh, i'm reading it right now um, but Apple Watch Series 4 models sold internationally do not have the necessary electrical heart sensor. Um, so, no, I don't think it's ever coming. Oh. Not to ours. Oh. It will. That is, a sh- that is a surprise. Yeah. I remember reading about this. I thought I told you. Guess not. Um, no. No, I was not. Wow. Yeah, so we're, we're not getting it. We'll have to buy a new watch if we want it. 
Do you want to talk about the Apple TV really quickly? Yeah, let's do it. Because it was meant to be topic one, but then the keynote and then Minchi Kuo. Um, and we'll actually talk about number four because, interestingly, literally today, that's become relevant again. I was so close to taking that off the topic list because it's old, old news, but it's not old anymore. So let's talk about the TV. Uh, do you remember Scott Forstall? I do, yes. The uh, guy who was a fan of uh, skeuomorphism in iOS, uh, the previous head of iOS software development, really cool dude. Uh, while I wasn't a fan, well, I'm sort of, his design choices are actually growing on me again. I'm becoming more and more of a fan of the iOS 6 design as time goes on, but we won't get into that now. That is a rabbit hole for another day. That's a deep rabbit hole. Add it to the list of stuff we'll never get to. <laughs> yeah. But Scott was the closest thing Apple had to Steve Jobs, uh, more so than Johnny. Uh, Scott really came, he came from next with Steve, um, and there, people really clashed with him. I think people clashed with Steve, but <laughs> Steve was then, in charge. For a minute then, I genuinely was like, oh yeah, the clothing outlet. <laughs> oh, he came from next. <laughs> like, for a split second, I was like, what? What? <laughs> People clash with Steve Jobs, but he was seen as this almost godlike figure, um, and you didn't cross him. Unfortunately, Scott Forsall did not have the same grace. As soon as Steve uh, left this world, Scott had no one left to defend him, and he was quickly removed. Um, <laughs> that's sort of the short, short way of explaining it. <clears throat> Apple Maps. Yeah, that's, that's always what's blamed for it, and that was the final straw. But now, nah, I think Tim and Johnny wanted him gone, like, long before that. Oh, probably. I mean, if you look at him, he just looks annoying, you know? Yeah, and he's just Broadway now, so he, he obviously had a breakdown. Um, <laughs> anyway, he did a little interview a while ago that's now been published, uh, talking about his work on iPhone, iPod, iPad... Um, and then briefly talks about the creation of the Apple TV, which is really cool. Because for a long time, Steve referred to the Apple TV as, as their hobby, as the hobby project. Um, this is before tvOS got like a spot at WWDC because it's before tvOS existed. Um, turns out it was literally uh, an extracurricular project for Apple. So he talks about how... After finishing a release of Mac OS X, uh, he would give his team one month off to pursue any projects that they wanted. Um, and at the end of the month, the employees would present their their projects to, to Scott Forstall. Um, and he basically said, it's kind of insane. Because you're talking thousands of people for a month, millions of dollars of salary spent for a month of people doing whatever they wanted to do, uh, they would work so hard that month coming up with incredible ideas uh so yeah he, he, they basically were allowed to work on whatever they wanted using company time and money and one project they came up with was the apple tv uh it was like a 10 foot user interface that they turned into the apple tv uh, and the apple tv was in, invented because this is a quote apple tv was invented because someone was encouraged to do whatever they wanted for a month and uh, isn't it crazy that that's what happens when you give people free reign these very talented people it is incredible um sure apple tv has never become like a a, a bestseller for apple uh but, but i love it it's just like i use it all the time everyone i know who has one loves it it's to me it's like 
isn't it a shame sometimes that these creative people, uh, and this is the way the world works, are stuck working for a company that has, and they then have to direct their talent into making what the company thinks is right. Uh, now, obviously, Apple tends to know what is right, and it's they these people are lucky to be working on like product teams at Apple. But wouldn't it be cool if everyone was able to just have all these resources and just make whatever they want? And that's exactly what the Apple TV was. And I found this story really fascinating. Have you ever read um, Creative Selection or listened to it in audiobook form like I did while strolling around the mountains in California? Um, Not completely sober, but hashtag California. I can't say that I have. Yeah, it's written by, uh, I can't remember his name. Do do, do you know know of it? Uh, It does sound briefly familiar, yeah. Yeah, it's a dude that worked on the original iPhone. Um, it's his memoirs. And he basically was responsible for creating uh, the keyboard on the iPhone. And it's very, very interesting. Either read it or listen to it because, wow, it, it <laughs> it's just cool. You'd love it. You'd love it. You should check it out. I will do. Uh, creative selection. I highly recommend it. And it. This reminds me of that because it's really interesting. We're, the iPhone launch is long enough ago now for people to start talking about it um because it's literally history now um and it is really really interesting and that book is great uh, it also explains the origins of safari the guy who wrote it also was on the original safari team and he talks about how it was basically i think it was like repurposed firefox code originally or something it was really really cool really cool um you should check it out i highly recommend iphone se that other topic that's become relevant again right yeah. A few times over the last six weeks, the iPhone SE, brand new, has turned up on Apple's US store for clearance sale at $249. It's £100 off the original price. I originally put this in here as like, what is this? Because this doesn't usually happen. And then it went very quickly, sold out. It came back, it went, it came back, and it's come back today. Uh... What what's going on here? That is it is really weird, isn't it? Why the SE? Maybe they just had so many. Like I think SE purchases were a downward slope. Initially they were very popular and then I think they were around long enough for people to not want small phones anymore or anyone that had one or wanted one had one had got the SE already waiting for the second one which never came. <laughs> And people who held out, I think, kind of finally accepted, like they should, uh, that the iPhone 7 is small enough. Uh, so, yeah, but why? So maybe they did have a load of stock. Um, but why not just sell it until it's gone? Why this weird... Oh, it's here? Now it's gone. It's here? Now it's gone. Maybe they just keep finding boxes, white boxes in Johnny's office. And like, what's in here? More oh. SEs? Johnny, no. Ah, uh, Johnny! Stop he's been like... He's been yeah, he's been hoarding them. He gets a slap from he's Tim. He's like chamfered edges. Yeah, but it didn't have chamfered edges. Well, it didn't have the mirrored chamfered edges. No, like the no. five did. Um, they really got him happy. Um, this is weird. I don't know what to make of it. Maybe they. Maybe it was like a, a last minute decision to kill it in September. Like they obviously wound down success production. That had I a could see that. product life cycle. 
they 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 knew it was at the end of its cycle. It had been around for what four four years, three four years, um, and they they probably ramped down production accordingly. Uh, the SE maybe the sales figures were a bit erratic uh, throughout its life. It was a strange product to begin with. It came out mid cycle. It was half old, half current. It was yeah maybe they just didn't really know. Maybe they were on the fence about killing it, um, and then they did. Uh, now they've got stock to sell. Oh, it's, it's, it's odd, it's odd. And the way they're doing it in Waves, that's that, that makes it even more odd. The Waves is the weird part. The rest of it, yeah, the rest of it kind of makes sense. Like, I could see it being, I could see it being a last-minute decision to kill the SE because, I mean, as you say, obviously, the success, you know, they, the, the standard phones do have, obviously, a life cycle. The SE was, has always kind of been the odd one out. And, I mean, if I was in charge of that kind of thing, I would definitely kill the well to be honest I probably would have killed the 7 off um, but the 6S getting rid of that is almost I would say it's more of a sure thing than getting rid of the SE because the 6S and the 7 you know at this point are functionally the same phone um, it's the SE again does offer something it offers something that neither the 6S nor the 7 offer for some people it's that small package that people love you know we still get people in that want that phone you know don't get me wrong, you know, it's not every day, it's not, you know, it's not gonna suddenly increase Apple's, you know, iPhone unit sales again, it's not, you know, but it certainly makes more sense than than the success, you know, keeping the success around. Um, so yeah, it totally makes sense, it, as it does, you know, is that unique product that totally offers something. It's kind of like keeping the iPod around, I suppose, you know? They probably dropped it because... Uh, they probably maybe they were going to keep it. This is what this stock is. Maybe it was production planned to keep maybe it. Maybe it was an iOS thing. Possibly. I could see it being a chip thing. They could have dropped it last minute because they're like, "Hey, we're dropping the success. These are fundamentally internally the same phone." Yeah. Let's just kill them both, and then rather than put this up for sale until stock runs out, which would give the illusion that this is still a thing, they're doing it in waves, so it's sort of on sale for like. 72 hours and gone so hopefully it'd be relatively unnoticed it's all i can really think that's going on here but it's noticed by people like us it is a weird one really odd they've never done it before it makes me uncomfortable yeah it is it is a bit weird isn't it um it's kind of it's like ah i don't know it's just like them setting up like an ebay store and them just selling old merch or something you know it's just weird yeah I mean, I'd be down for that, personally. I didn't even know Apple have a clearance store. No, me neither. Oh, I'd be very down. Oh, I'd spend a lot of money. I'd spend too much money. Oh, did you see that? Oh, was it that? I think it was... Oh, I saw an article. It was a little while ago about retro Apple merch from, like, the 80s that I fell in love with. Well, the clothing line. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. The clothing line they did. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, I wish I could get some of that stuff. Yeah, as right. I, I can't even find, as I say, I can't even find, speaking of clothing and retro, I can't find any Next computers for sale anywhere. That's what I really want right now. I want a Next computer. Just can't find one anywhere. Did you just say, speaking of retro and speaking of clothing, and then talk about a Next computer? Oh, yes. clothing is, I see. Ah, nice. I just memed you. You did meme <laughs> me. You got me there. So, uh, so Lex, as we mentioned earlier on in the show, you acquired some new headphones, correct? Yes, I have. Um, are you aware of the Apple HeadPods? I am aware of the Apple HeadPods. 
and I'm very excited for them. What do you think of the news that they are said to launch as early as the second half of 2019? I'm fine with that. Okay, do continue. Looking forward to it. So I've been wanting some over-ear headphones, or rather some some ANC headphones, for quite a while now. And I've been shopping around, and, you know, obviously there are quite a few good ones out there. You've obviously got the Bose QC35s, you've got Sony's offering, the MX, whatever they're called. Um, more lately, you would have uh, Microsoft Surface headphones. Which I really want a pair of. Yeah, yeah, they do look very cool. Um, you've also obviously got the Bowes and Wilkins PXs, um, which I have it from authority on you, that they sound amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And you have my personal favourite, the one that I would go for, um, uh, the Bang & Olsen H9Is. Now, the issue with those is that they are just over £100 more expensive than pretty much all of those other headphones I've just mentioned. Um, And by all accounts, the noise cancellation isn't the best out of those headphones. The sound is good, um, but again, not the best out of those headphones. So it isn't actually the best at any of those things, and it's more expensive. However, they are a pair of B&O headphones, which is why I would want those ones. Um, However, those are not the ones that I've gone for because they are £100 more expensive. And um, where at our place of work, the only ones that are available to us are the Bose, uh, the Bose QC35 twos, um, in which we get a respectable discount from. Um, so I sort of took the plunge on those. Um, decided to get those ones because again, you know, the noise cancellation is one of the best. Sound is really quite good as well. Um, and. I've been wanting them for ages because, to be honest, AirPods, is as much as I love them, they just can't cut it on the train. Uh, definitely not the tube. You just can't hear anything. They're kind of useless. That's the only, not negative, but obviously because you've got to understand that they're obviously just earbuds at the end of the day. Um, there is no, you know, they don't block out, you know, ambient noise whatsoever. Um, so I did really want something for commuting, per se, and obviously, you know, yeah, one in the house, that kind of stuff. And I have actually been wearing them on dog walks, um, which has been nice. But the noise cancellation is weird because obviously, you know, if you've got a dog with you off the lead, you've got to pay attention to the dog. Um, But then if you're in your own little world, it's weird. Um, So I don't always take them because I sometimes want to be like aware of my surroundings, etc. But yeah, I've really enjoyed them over the while that I have now had them. The week and a day, actually. I've had them a week and a day now. Um, So they're a stopgap until hmm. the head pods come out. Um, Precisely. The only reason I got them is because, you know, I had a relatively decent discount off of them. I've wanted them for ages. So, again, it's not, as I said, my personal choice would have been the H9Is, the Bang & Olsen ones. Um, But, you know, those are considerably more expensive than what I obviously paid for these. So, yes, entirely. They are a stopgap. I will still be getting the head pods. And no doubt Holly will inherit these, which is the only reason why she hasn't berated me. No, no, she did berate me, but she will also get them. So it makes it a little bit better. So uh, around the time of WWDC last year, uh, Mark Gurman from Bloomberg reported that Apple will be using um, their own branding on some over-ear headphones as a higher-end alternative to Beats, um, and it will be made by the same team that develops HomePod and AirPods. Which, to be honest to me, sounds like R&D sex. I'm so happy. Like that—that That is reproduction at its finest. That will be the it is. the design across the design of AirPods and HomePods. The connectivity of AirPods 
and the ease of use and the magic of AirPods, but the audio quality of HomePod, like, could this be the best Apple product ever? <laughs> if if they just make that and it works, I'll be so happy, you know? And they've got to look nice. I'd imagine they'll look like fancy Beat Studios, to be honest. I would assume so, um, which is fine, I suppose. Uh, I don't think we'll have any, like, cool, like, design like the PXs or the H, the H90i or H9i. I can never remember. H9i's. H9. H9i. Um, I don't think it'll be as fancy as that. I think it will effectively look like a pair of Beats. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I hope they don't have massive Apple logos on, like, each ear. No. I hope it's a bit more subtle than that. I'm sure it will be. If you don't, if you want, or if you don't care for subtle headphones, you've already bought the Beats, which I can't really stand, to be honest with you. So, Some of them are nice. Some of them are nice. Uh, but Only no. because of the colors they've put on them. Yeah, Not they're softer. The great stonking Beats logo just kind of destroys it for me, to be honest. For sure. So this isn't new information. Uh, I think he predicted it when he first spoke about it, what, 18 months ago? Uh, sorry, no, about nine months ago. <laughs> My maths doesn't work. <laughs> but they've been pretty consistent every so often we hear about them. They'd be second half of 2019, towards the end of 2019 as well. Uh, the name Headpods is what's just been sort of given to them because <laughs> I don't know what they're going to call them. I have no idea. I mean, it could be that these are those AirPods Pro, that name that's been thrown around. Um, because obviously we've heard rumours that we're getting AirPods 2 and AirPods Pro and HeadPods. I'm as, and maybe people, you know, there's been some rumblings that they've just sort of forgotten about AirPods Pro and are just doing AirPods 2 and HeadPods. But it wouldn't surprise me that HeadPods are actually AirPods Pro. I could see that. I'm trying to think, like, whether that would work. And I, th- I think it would I think in our heads we've just learnt, like we're so accustomed to AirPods being these tiny little white plasticky magic things um, that to assign the same name to like a big set of over ear headphones just seems a bit foreign. But I don't see why it couldn't work. You got your normal AirPods and you got your yeah. your your AirPods Studio or something like it's it's just same products, different form. Mm. I mean, you've got to remember that they do do those Beats Pro, which I always forget that they actually make, um, because you just can't really buy them anywhere. I'm sorry, what are these? Beats Pro, the headphones, the wired studio headphones. Oh, really? I'm not aware of these. Oh, really? Let me send you a link. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've seen these before. I always assumed they were some long time ago discontinued model. (laughs) No, no, they're still being sold. I haven't seen these for years. I'm surprised you haven't, because um, our favourite Apple Instagram collector, iCoachee's Timothy Taylor, there's a shout-out. Um, wow, this has turned my world upside down. Because they always confuse me a little bit, because they're odd. Beats isn't a brand that you would expect to make high-quality and, well, I mean... High-quality studio headphones can range anywhere between £500 and a hell of a lot more than that. Um, So these aren't even, you know, that expensive for decent headphones. But, you know, these aren't wireless. These are wired ones. Um, And they are sort of uh, aimed at professional use. But for £350, it's kind of a weird um, sort of 
niche they're trying to get there for that price. Do you think they're any good? I I wouldn't mind betting they might be the best beats out there. Like I could see them completely being nothing like the bra- the brand's reputation and actually being quite good. I could totally see that. I could, yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Like I could see um, a I could see a music producer wearing these like around their neck. They look where I wouldn't see someone with Beats Studios. Like yes, entirely, entirely. Like you, you could, you could see Joel rocking a pair of these, you know. Yeah, DJing. I, I, the, the lineup makes a little bit more sense to me now because I always thought the studio was them literally that trying to be like, oh, producers can use these, but no one ever would. But now it makes sense. They just put the studio name on there to because they're like even better solos. They're they're consumer headphones, yeah. but like a fancy name. I mean, I guess maybe they're called studio because they're like ANC, so they mm. give you the same effect as being in a studio. Maybe I don't know. Wow, these are these have really changed the way I see beats. They always kind of stuck out for me as a, as a weird product, um, but I would really like to try some at some point. But I've never mm. seen any to try. I've never seen them. I've never even seen them in an Apple store. No, no, exactly. I've never seen them in an Apple store either. That's why I said they're kind of hard to get hold of. Uh, all the Apple stores near us have them in stock. <laughs> oh, Weird. Dear. Wow. Um, cool. I'm excited for HairPods. Uh, definitely, this year is. Just, I don't know if it's going to be expensive for what, but I'm going to definitely get the HairPods. Oh, I think it's going to be very expensive. Because I got my QC35s over a year ago now. It was like November 2017. So was I it really that long ago? Yeah. <laughs> it was right after you oh started working. So, um, yeah, I will be not, I will not have a problem with buying the HeadPods if they come out and they're good. Neither will I, and I went in accepting that I was going to be spending more money on headphones this year, so it's fine. Uh, so we were talking about the Apple TV, and uh, speaking of the Apple TV, I did actually just buy a first generation one. Oh, did you? Between the yeah. time we were speaking about Apple TVs about an hour ago. To now, yes. Interesting. Fair enough. Yep. Box and everything. Does it work? Yep. Nice. How much did you pay for it? Nineteen pound fifty. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. That's valid. Actually, right. I'm excited <laughs> to see it. I didn't realize they were that cheap. Yeah, me neither. I might have to see if I can find one. Have a have a look into it because they are pretty cool. Yeah, utterly useless. You're right, though. They do look like a um, the old school, old old school Mac Mini, yeah. and uh, just in half. It's weird. Yeah, it's not even that they look like it. They just are. The only difference is like I/O. <laughs> Otherwise, they're identical. And again, they're half the size. The back of those things are weird to look at because I feel like I haven't seen something with that an Apple product with that many ports in in a very long time. It's even got, like, component. <laughs> it's really weird. It's cool, though. It makes me, yeah, it makes me, like, can you put USB-C back on the Apple TV, please? Because that would be useful. Oh, I'm so scared of the idea of mine needing a restore or something. I'm, yeah, I'm horrified. Oh, yeah, and there's nothing you can do other than go to Apple. Oh, I don't like this. You know what we should do next episode? We should have, like, a, um, like a... Maybe we should start, like, another segment of the show that's, like, a repair-centered segment where we talk about what we're doing or repairing or our, our projects are. I feel like that'd be interesting. Have, like, its own little... Yeah, we can give, like, updates every week. 
if we did it and if we haven't done it, why we haven't done it, what we do differently, etc., etc. And that might even be useful to some people, you know? So to close the show, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's that? Where the fuck do birds go at night? Where do birds go at night? Yeah. You see, you messaged me this a couple of hours ago and I didn't really respond. Where do birds go at night? Nests. But where are the nests? Trees. But have you ever Although seen I mean, one? A nest? Lex, if you look at a tree right now, I've got like 90 of them outside this window, okay? And Nin- I don't see a single sleeping bird in them. <laughs> yeah, there's loads of them. 90. 90, I've counted. 90 outside of your front window. Yeah, and I don't see any birds asleep in them. <laughs> I mean, you do live next to a relatively busy road. Yeah, a lot of trees. There's a hedge outside, and I don't see any birds sleeping in them. There's lots of trees everywhere. Why would you choose to... If you're a bird and you can live anywhere, why would you choose to live next to a main road? Like, there's good reasons to live next to a main road if you're a human. But if you're a bird and you can literally fly away from your problems, why would you choose to live next to a... But there are lots of birds around here, so they must live nearby. Yeah, maybe just not on the main roads, though. But, like, uh, all right, so I've been other places and I've at night, and I've never... Birds don't just go invisible when they go to sleep, so where are they? Why can't you see them in the trees? Uh, well, some trees have holes in. Maybe they go into those holes in those trees. Yeah, but not all trees. You see, what I think is going on here is they're going back to their yeah. government bases to recharge. To their government bases. And they can download the data off their internal cameras and then send them out fresh, reformatted with an empty hard drive. Why doesn't the government just sort of start uh, championing RF charging? Well, maybe they do. Maybe they're all just solar-powered anyway. Is that why when the sun goes away, like at night... night yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you're solar-powered, I mean, eyes, calculators buddy. can store enough, can store enough power eyes. to last when the, sun, when the sun goes away. Birds aren't real. And we all know it. Well, um, on that, um, I'd like to say thank you very much for listening to this episode. So if you want to uh, get in touch with the show directly, you can send us an email using podcast at blueinkco.com. If you want to find the show notes for this week or any other links to things we may have referenced in the show, you can find them at blueinkcode.com forward slash T-B-I-S forward slash 10, as in the number one zero. Or you should be able to see them in your podcast player if it's not some really old-school, backwards piece of software. Um, I've been Jack Taylor, and I write blowingcode.com. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter as at ajacktaylor uh, because I got my Twitter account back. Um, as always, I've been joined by the... Uh, yeah, it went AWOL for a few months. Uh, I've been joined by my beautiful co-host, Lex McCohen, and you can find him on Instagram as at amccohen. And we will see you in two weeks time that is a fortnight and not the video game goodbye bye bye so interestingly enough i've i've go- i've googled where the birds go at night um now what i didn't consider is that what do ducks do like water birds apparently they just sleep they just sleep there I actually, chilling yeah, on the water. yeah, I know this firsthand because when I went to Joey's uni to see him, they have a duck pond and the ducks are like a thing on campus. And we went out in the middle of the night for reasons, uh, just wandering around. And all these ducks were just sleeping on the water. And some were just sleeping in the path, just standing there. It was, it was weird. And we were like walking past them. And he was like to me, yeah, this is normal. <laughs>
it was kind of weird. They were very close to us in the sleep. Just reading an article on thespruce.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many, many bird species choose cavities or niches to roost in at night. Does Microsoft do that? Um, which prevents predators from having easy access to them. Uh, so Microsoft often rest on their niches to avoid Apple coming after them. Um, these same cavities also provide shelter from poor weather and may include bird roost boxes or empty bird houses. Snags? I don't know what a snag is, uh, but it sounds like a derogatory term for something. Dense thickets and tree canopies are often common roosting spots. Wading birds, such as herons, egrets and flamingos, will sleep standing in the water. The sound and vibrations of a predator coming towards them uh, through the water acts as an instant warning system in case of danger. Uh, ducks, geese, and other waterfowl will uh, fowl, waterfowl, I assume, uh, will float on the water to sleep, which gives them the same noise alarm system. <laughs> These birds often float in large flocks while they sleep, giving them a better advantage of numbers in case a predator approaches. Uh, small birds sleep perched high in trees, uh, typically close to the trunk of the tree, which I imagine is why you don't see them if they're close to the trunk. Harder to spot. Um, the trunk holds heat from the daytime to provide better shelter, and the birds will be alerted to any vibrations or noises predators make if they climb the tree looking for prey. And uh, many birds, such as red-winged blackbirds, which is a bit of an oxymoron there, um, and other uh, gregarious species from la form large roost flocks at night. This provides them with safety numbers as they sleep. Several birds on the edges of the flock may remain alert through the night to guard against predators and, uh, or other threats as well. Yeah. So they all, like, go to sleep together. They all have big slumber parties by the looks of it. 